Welcome to Inside the Lab at Formula 4 Media. I'm Emily Walzer. Today we're speaking with the executives from Ortholite here at the New England Materials Show in Danvers, Massachusetts. Ortholite, headquartered in Amherst, Mass., is a leading global supplier of comfort foam insoles found in more than 260 million pairs of adults' and children's shoes. Here with us today is Pamela Gelsomini, president of Ortholite, and CB Tuit, VP of Sales. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon. Let's start with you, Pamela. Maybe you can tell us a little bit about what's new for the season ahead and what's caught the attention of the footwear designers and the product developers who you've met with today. Okay, well, our theme and what's definitely on the mind of the product developers and designers that have been at the show is always comfort, and uh, that's what we deliver with our product. Uh, More and more people are looking at ways, um, with the way the retail environment is, to differentiate themselves, and one of the best ways to do that is to add a higher level of comfort to the shoes. So our products are all breathable, open-cell polyurethane foam. They wick moisture. They have an antimicrobial treatment to fight odor, and the compression set is less than 5% over time, so the fit, the cushioning, all, um, all stays consistent for the life of the product. So that in and of itself with our whole family of foams is something that the brands are really drawn to. Within that story, we have developed a family of foams that they can then take and customize for each of their different products. So we have products that have uh, high rebound properties for, say, high-impact sports. We have slow recovery foams that are great in a comfort casual type product. We've developed products that are higher density and have high levels of cushioning and very thin applications that are being used in dress footwear now. So it really allows the designers and developers to sit down and create a customized technology to their brand that really speaks to the performance needs of their shoes. Within that, we have launched a couple of new products specifically this show. We're getting a lot of buzz in the marketplace about visible technology and that the consumer wants to be able, when they look into the shoe, to see what's happening and and wonder and touch and feel based on on what they're actually seeing inside the shoe. So we've launched a couple different things to address that. One is we've just opened a new 3D Skive pattern called 3D Skive Wave. So this is an interesting technology where we cut the foam to create a massage pattern. We have a couple different designs, and um, it creates a look inside the shoe when you look in that has a very cool massage kind of feel, egg-crate-y kind of feel mm-hmm. to it. But So it's both visible, so it draws the consumer to it, but then when you step on it, it has an amazing massaging kind of feel, and that can be done with most of our formulations. In addition, in visible technology, we have a product line now called Patchwork, which takes our waste foam and we use it in different designs on the top or the bottom of the insole to tell a story. So somebody could, we were talking to some boat shoe people today and saying they could put little sailboats in different colors all over the top of the insole. Again, just to draw the interest of the consumer and then of course once they step on the ortholite insole, you know, the comfort is unmatched. In terms of the waste foam, the other thing that we're hearing a lot about is what we're doing for environmental products and sustainability. We now have an offering of five different foams that are eco-based that replace a good portion of the petroleum in the foams with a bio oil made from castor beans. Mm-hmm. This show we're launching 
our high rebound version of that. So it's our X40 foam, but it's Eco X40, and we're replacing 12% of the petroleum content in that foam with the bio oil made from castor beans, in addition to the 5% recycled rubber that all of our, our foams already have inherently. So the green story is a big thing. We've also undergone in Asia some great um, sustainable initiatives in our factories, including wastewater treatment, air purification systems, and a variety of other things. And we have a new product brochure that, that helps the brands tell that story to their consumers as well. Overview of some of the brands that you've met today who I know you have great clientele, but I've seen some athletic people mostly here. To describe a little bit to our listeners who you're talking to today in terms of brands and the, or the categories of footwear. That you're in. Sure, there are um, there are a lot of athletic brands here, and we're very very strong and athletic. That's kind of where we sowed our you know our beginnings. Um, talked to today, you know Puma and Reebok and New Balance. But in addition to those brands, we've also talked to Clark's, Rockport, Tory Burch. Um, so there's really kind of you know Timberland is here from a boot perspective. So there's really a wide range of different product types, different types of brands here. And, and again, we're proud that we have an offering that we can we can offer something unique and different to each of them to meet the specific needs of, of their types of footwear. I'm going to read a statistic here and ask you to sort of reflect on that. The U.S. athletic footwear industry grew by 8% in 2015, generating $17.2 billion and marking one of the best performances the industry has had in a number of years. This is according to global information company, the N. PD Group. Unit sales grew by 3%, an average selling price by 5% to $61.15 billion, I guess. How is Ortholite taking advantage of this robust marketplace? Well, as I said, we kind of, we kind of start, made our beginnings in athletic footwear, and it's been, um, we've grown organically. You know, I like to say that people, Ortholite will be 19 years in June, and the customers that we started with back then, Nike, Asics, Adidas, Timberland, Clarks, are still all our brand customers now. And again, the reason is that is that we deliver comfort and performance. The product really does what we say it does. And as the athletic and athleisure markets grow, it's just it's the perfect environment for an Ortholite product. So it's actually very easy for us to continue to grow with them. We're doing we're also doing things while we grow organically with these brands in their footbed stories and their sock liner stories. We're also doing a lot of things now create the cooler, drier environment, healthier environment all around the foot, not just under it. So we're also um, using Ortholite in lining foams, in uppers, in collar linings, in tongues. So they're now able to tell, a lot of them are telling what they call a 360 story, where you have the maximum amount of comfort and, uh, and performance all the way around the foot, not just underneath it anymore. In addition to that, we're also doing a new strobel product where we take the Ortholite foams in a two millimeter thickness and back with a non-stretch backer and use it in the strobel application where again traditionally it was an EVA type product that would compress 50 to 70 percent so now putting it in the strobel brings all that comfort all that cooler drier story deeper into the shoe so they're really able to to tell a true performance story a little bit more about partnerships I know you've had some long-standing partnerships as long as recently aligned with some um, new people could you elaborate a little bit on the role of partnerships with Arthur Arthur Light? sure Partnerships have been a really 
important part of our strategy and uh, giving back, if you will. One of our long-term partnerships is with American Trail Running Association. Very proud to support them for almost 10 years now. Great organization and great exposure for Ortholite as well in that marketplace. We also have had a long-standing partnership with the Level Field Fund, which is an organization that um, supports highly talented athletes. In many cases, they don't have the money they need to train to get to certain levels of events and even the Olympic Games. And this organization supports those efforts and helps them get the funds they need so that they can make it to the highest level of success in their sport. Just took on an exciting new partnership, Girls on the Run, which is a really phenomenal organization that supports young girls and starts to establish a, a fitness regimen, if you will, a lifetime fitness regimen of, of running. And um, we're going to be sponsoring their training camps for uh, the uh, trainers in their organization and then actually be participating in a bunch of those events with the girls. I hope I can keep up. <laughs> in addition, our one of our other current partnerships is um, with the NBA with the Brooklyn Nets. Super cool. Ortholite is uh, sponsoring the Nets. We have signage at the games. We're on the Jumbotron and on the scoreboard. Um, and even more exciting is that the their their athletic team, their cheerleading team, if you will, uh, Team Hype, has the Ortholite logo on their uniforms. And so when they're out doing their crazy stunts, which are so cool in the middle of every game, Ortholite um, is proudly featured there. So we're super excited about that. As well. CB, can you tell me a little bit about how these partnerships, such as the one you have with the Nets, helps you raise brand awareness at retail with the consumers? Absolutely. Uh, one of the things we work closely with our brands is, is on uh, co-branding. So we want to get our brand story out there, and this is an effort with the Nets to build that awareness. Um, people that go to the games or if they're watching TV, they're going to see the Ortholite logo all over. They're going to see it on Team Hype. They're going to see it on banner ads on their websites. And again, one of the things that we want to be able to do is, again, close this loop from an authenticity standpoint, from a visibility standpoint, that we have all these brands promoting our brand. Now we're doing it on the other end to, again, build that brand awareness that we're hopefully going to be driving sell-through retail. At the end of the day, it's all about sell-through. It's all about selling that second pair of shoes. So again, we want to work with you know, our brand partners to co-brand, and we're going to support that on the other end. And that's one of the things that, you know, as we go forward, we want to continue to be authentic within the categories that we support. So as Pam mentioned earlier, we're doing things in trail running. We're doing things in running. We have sponsorships. Like, for instance, we go to the Boston Marathon. We're at the Expo. Again, trying to build brand awareness so the brands that work with us, when they put our logo on those insoles, people are going to know who we are. And if I could just add one thing to that, our goal as a company, as a branded component, is to be recognized like a Gore-Tex or a Vibram. Intel inside, you know, nobody wants to buy a computer that doesn't have Intel. Our goal is to have that end consumer be familiar with our brand, go into a shoe store and say, I don't want to buy that shoe unless it has Ortholite inside. So this is all driving that initiative. A lot in the news these days about trade, trade policies, the TPP agreement upcoming. How is Ortholite positioned for global manufacturing. Can you tell us a little bit about that. We um, currently have manufacturing um, in, in China, Vietnam, and Indonesia. We just opened our third factory and second farming facility in China. All of our factories are wholly owned, which is very unique for a supplier of our kind over in Asia. We opened our Vietnam facility three years ago. 
and it's stock full, uh, which is really exciting. And Indonesia opened up about a year ago, and that is a joint venture. So our, our kind of mantra is to go where the shoes are being made, where our brands are making shoes. Timing and deliveries and just-in-time is all very important to the brand partners we work with, so being local in each of the com- countries they're manufacturing in is critical for us to, to do volume business with these types of brands. We're also looking currently at opening manufacturing potentially in uh, India, South America, and several other places. So we're going to continue to grow and and kind of move where our brand partners are moving into. Well, thank you, uh, Pamela and CB. I appreciate you taking time to talk with us today. Uh, You have been listening to Inside the Lab at Formula 4 Media. I'm Emily Walser.